Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Sport Huddle, brought to you by the Leeds Hospital Radio Sports Team. I'm Ian Marsden, and this week I am joined by two of the best. It's Bernie and it's Tony. Good evening, gents. Good evening, Ian. And this week we'll be chewing the fat over Leeds, uh, six points clear of the relegation zone, um, and playing Watford away this weekend. So that's a six-pointer if ever I saw one. Huddersfield Town are third in the championship, and they've got a whole host of six-pointers coming up in the next week or so. We'll chat about that. Bradford, um, I think they're already on the beach waiting for next season. And then we'll also talk the Rhinos, who um, on their past few performances are already on the beach as well. And then we'll um, preview the cricket season. Yes, it's April. Yes, it's been snowing and raining. So, yes, the cricket season started. So we'll um, we'll preview Yorkshire's campaign, which starts next week um, uh, away at Gloucestershire. So um, without further ado, oh, also sporting moment of the week. So uh, get your thinking caps on, gents. Um, so we'll start with Leeds. Um, Tony, I was there on Saturday for Leeds against Southampton. It was a really, um, I mean, for the neutral, which is what I was, um, it mm. was a it was a pretty decent game of football. Both teams wanted to attack. Both teams wanted to win the game. Um, and I think 1-1 was actually um, a, a fair result in the end. Yeah, I, I only uh, saw the, the highlights so much of the day and uh, also uh, read two or three reports about the match as well. And it seems that, yeah, it probably was a, a fair result. I have to say, coming up to the match, I thought the one thing that Leeds must not do is concede a direct free kick just outside the area, because if they do, odds on, uh, Ward-Prowse will knock it in the net. And, of course, that's what happened. So I think <laughs> yeah. they will be, be ruining that, uh, having taken the lead. Uh, so I suppose the question is, was it a point gained or two points lost? And I'm afraid I'm in the two points lost column there because when you look at who the other people around them were playing I think Everton were away to West Ham Burnley were playing City uh, Watford were at Liverpool um, it really was a, a golden opportunity to, to, to stretch that gap even further because some of those teams below them I think in particular Burnley have got a much easier run in than Leeds much easier uh, yeah. They got a crucial win, of course, against Everton uh, in, in, in midweek, as we know. Yeah. Um, uh, Leeds have got, what, seven fixtures left. Um, the crucial ones, I think, are this, obviously this one on Saturday against Watford. Um, at home to Brighton, I think, is critical. Uh, and then uh, the, the two away games at Brentford, which is the last day of the season, and at Crystal Palace, because I, I know they got a terrific win at Wolves. But it really is hard to see them getting much out of Arsenal, Manchester City and Chelsea, although Chelsea are looking a bit wobbly at the moment. But they don't play Leeds, I think, for about another month. So so things yeah. may have changed by then. Uh, so this is a crucial game. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'd go so far as to say if Leeds win on Saturday, I think they can almost go to the beach. Not quite, but, but I think they'd probably only need another three or four points from the rest of their fixtures to yeah. be certain. Uh, of staying up. I think Norwich uh, are pretty much gone. Um, so it's going to be two of the other three. I still find it hard to contemplate that a team that has been in the pre- Premier League longer than I've been alive and longer than the Queen's been on the throne is <laughs> going to go down. But Everton do look in, in, in danger. There's no question at the moment. 
Um, and, and then it's, it's Watford and Burnley, obviously. Um, yeah. I, I would say that a, a draw on Saturday would not be a bad result for Leeds at all. Um, I, I think that would be okay because that would maintain their, 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 their advantage over Watford. Um, so that, that wouldn't be too bad, but I think a loss on Saturday, and I, I, I think we're back into sort of squeaky bum time. I really do. I think Leeds have still got a hell of a battle to stay up. Uh, uh, and if they if they do lose on Saturday, I have to say I rather fear for them. Yeah, I I, I look at that and I think Leeds have played thirty one. Um, Everton and Burnley have played twenty nine. Watford and Norwich have played thirty. Now I I fully agree. Norwich are seven points adrift of safety, um, and they've only won four games all year. So yeah, yeah. Um, Watford away this Saturday is massive. Um, but Leeds also have a buffer. They are six points clear of the relegation zone. So Burnley would have to win those two games in hand that they have on Leeds to overtake them. Um, and Burnley, I mean, they, before, before beating Everton in midweek, they, they'd lost like four or five on the trot. So, you know, they're, they're going to have championship winning form to stay up. And I, I just can't see it. Um, but Everton, yeah, I mean, Everton, they've been in the top flight, like Tony said there, just forever. Um, Bernie, I mean, can you contemplate Everton actually being relegated? I don't think they will be, Ian. And uh, I say that for a number of reasons. We've, we've, uh, we've said several times on this podcast this season that there are three sides worse than Leeds in that league, and I think the same applies to Everton as well. Um, I'll I'll just say that um, it's very seldom that I find myself disagreeing with that doyen of sports broadcasting, Tony Chalk, but uh, I think I'm going to... I think I'm disagreeing with this, uh, Tony. I I thought you you qualified your position a little bit at the end, but uh, I, I think Leeds are home and dry, quite honestly. And, and I, I, the, the police fans probably won't thank me for saying that because I, I know they've got some work to do. But I say that not just because of the six point gap between Leeds and the relegation positions. But I think they uh, for, I haven't seen much of the games. But from what I hear, there is a, a different style of play, obviously, with a new manager. And they've picked up seven points in the last three games, for goodness sake. So yeah. surely they're going to pick up a few more. Um, I agree the game against Watford is uh, an important one, but even if Leeds were to lose that one, that still leaves them, uh, well, it still leaves Watford on 25 points, five behind Leeds. And um, there's, uh, well, there's four sides below Leeds, so uh, two of them would have to go on pretty decent runs. I think Burnley are still in big trouble. That was an interesting result, uh, was it last night or the night before when they beat Everton? But I think that says more about Everton than it says about Burnley. And um, now I think um, if Leeds pick up at least a draw on uh, on Saturday at Watford, I think they're they're in a very strong position indeed. And uh, even if they don't win, I think Leeds have got enough about them to uh, not be scraping round at the uh, the last game of the season. Yeah, I mean, Brentford had a cracking result, didn't they, at the weekend, beating Chelsea Chelsea. 4-1 away. Mm -hmm. Um, That result has probably 
there has probably meant that Brentford are safe now. I mean, they're almost like in mid-table now. So, um, but yeah, Tony, right of reply. Bernie's a disagreement. <laughs> well, no, I, I certainly uh, I can't agree that they're, 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 they're home and dry yet. I mean, Burnley this weekend, I noticed, go to, to Norwich. So, you know, they could certainly pick three points up there. Yeah. Uh, Everton at home to Manchester United. I mean, on, on paper, Manchester United, you'd think should win that. But the way they're playing at the moment, it'd probably be a draw, won't it? They seem to be drawing <laughs> yeah. most of their matches. Um, so the others could could pick up points. Uh, Watford leads, as we, we've already said, uh, crucial game. I, I suppose I, one thing maybe we ought to um, consider, I suppose, is the possibility of Newcastle getting dragged back into this because I think they've lost, is it three or four on the trot now or something? I don't, I'm not sure who they, I don't think they have a game this weekend by the looks of it. Um, so, so, you know, you just wonder if, uh, if, if they might get dragged back into it. I don't think they'll go down, but uh, uh, they could find themselves looking because I think they're only a point ahead of Leeds, aren't they? Something like that with a yeah. game. Yeah. With in hand on Leeds. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but no, I, I, I do. I, I, it's just that I feel that they've got to get their points from four games because I, I can't see them getting anything against City or at Arsenal. Um, Chelsea, I don't know if they, if they carry on with the wobbles. You never know. But but I just sort of feel that, that they've only got really four games to draw on, and uh, and three of those unfortunately are away, uh, and, and that's what slightly bugs me. And the home game is against Brighton, who seem to yes. have an absolutely fantastic record at Ellen Road as well. They they yeah. always seem to win um, here. So, um, mm. yeah, I, it's not easy. But I think if Leeds win this weekend, I think that goes a very long way. Oh, yes, I absolutely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. If they win on Saturday, then I, I think it's almost, um, you know, time to pack up for the summer. Yeah. Get your get your trunks in the bag. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we'll um, we'll leave that. Leeds are away at Watford this Saturday, um, and we are now going over to Huddersfield. Um, and Bernie, um, six pointers galore for you boys. Um, they beat Hull last week, one nil. Um, great victory. Um, they are now third in the league, six points behind second, but Bournemouth in second have two games in hand. Um, it looks like Fulham and Bournemouth, Bernie. Um, but the playoffs at the moment, it's any four from oh, six. four six, from six. Yeah. So Blackburn and Middlesbrough plus the four that are in. Uh, Blackburn and QPR are the two at the bottom end who were probably least favourites to mm. join the, uh, the, the the four playoff candidates. Um, in the driving seat at the moment, you've got Huddersfield, Luton, Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United. And um, out of those four, Forest, uh, I, I know um, it would pain you to hear me say this. Ian, yeah, but, I'm just uh, going to put my hand over my ears. Yes. I'll, I'll, try, I'll yes. be as brief as possible. Thank you. But, uh, Forest really are going well at the moment, but they do have the most number of games left. So there's, there's always a possibility they might run out of steam towards them, but I, I can't see that happening, actually. Mm. Sheffield United, they're not prone, to, uh, they're not immune from the odd blip, but they're going well. And um, of course, Huddersfield and Luton are in third and fourth place. That's, um, it's only a matter of a, a point here and there, but um, those two are in the the top uh, positions. So um, forms, form and table suggest that those four should be uh, involved in the playoffs. And then you've got uh, Blackburn and QPR, who are 
fading somewhat. QPR especially, they're on the most diabolical run. I watched most of their game against Sheffield United the other night and they looked a very poor side indeed. Uh, the, I'm not saying they, won't, they, they can't turn it round, but it looks very unlikely. And Blackburn, uh, not on quite such a bad run, but uh, over the last couple of months, they've, they've not really performed like a, a promotion candidate. But back to Huddersfield's games, they've got Luton, a massive game against Luton on Monday, Monday evening. And um, I'd, be quite, I'd be happy with a point out of that one, because on Friday, they take on QPR at home. And if QPR are as bad as they were against Sheffield United, then really, if Town have got any aspirations of promotion, they've got to win that one. And uh, then there's a small matter of Middlesbrough away on the following Monday. So, um, yeah, some, some, some tough games coming up there. And um, the, the, the last three against Barnsley, Coventry and Bristol City, you would think ought to be more winnable. But um, they've got a, a lot of work to do in the meantime or else they're going to find themselves at the wrong end of that very, very tightly packed bunch. So it, it's all to do, it, it, as, as so often happens, it all boils down to the last half dozen games of the season. It does, it always does. Tony, I mean, looking at the Championship from as a, as a, as a Leeds fan, as a Premier League fan, I mean, it's, it's a nightmare, isn't it, this, this league? It's just, apart from Fulham, who are, looks like they are streets ahead, everyone else is just battling away. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's certainly it's certainly very tight, but, but I mean you often I guess find that in in the championship because it's yeah. the, it's the one promotion that everybody wants to get really, isn't yes. it? Going up into the Premier League is so huge, so uh, I, I would expect it to to stay that way right to the end, as Bernie says. I mean it, it's going to come down to these last um, what six seven matches in the case of. Middlesbrough eight in the case of Forest, yeah. uh, and it could it could go anyway. I, I mean Huddersfield, um, I, I suppose um, you, you'd think should have a pretty good chance because uh, Luton and QPR games are both at home, aren't they? Yes. Uh, now they have to go to Middlesbrough. That's that's going to going to be tough, obviously. But um, if if they can, if they could, I, I know Bernie says he'd be happy with a draw against Luton. If Huddersfield could get two two wins there. Then that gives them a kind of buffer to go, for going up to, to Middlesbrough, you feel. And uh, I'm sure they'd, they'd bite your hand off for a point at Middlesbrough. Uh, yes. If, if yeah. they could take seven points out of those three games, then, uh, you know, I think Huddersfield will, will be well set. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think one of the Forest games in hand is actually away at Bournemouth because it got called off because of one of the storms um, and the Bournemouth stand wasn't safe. Um, so I know that Forest, one of their games in hand is at Bournemouth and, and I don't know when, but if it is around, Bournemouth might need that to, to clinch automatic promotion as well. Mm, so, mm. um, so Forest have got some tough games coming up as well as the fact that they've got to play eight, whereas everyone else seems to be playing six. Yeah. So, uh, that might be their, uh, can you tell I'm clutching at straws here? Though? Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Know, <laughs> we thought we'd just not comment and let you get on with it. Right? <laughs> oh, I would you. say, out of those six sides that are competing for the uh, playoffs, Ian, I say Forest are the most likely, in my opinion, to finish in that top, that top six. They are. They're the ones that have actually got the best form out of everyone up there at the moment. Um, they've won four on the bounce including midweek where they beat Coventry um, and then the one before that they drew. So they are absolutely on fire and their FA Cup run 
which just shows you as well, if you go on a decent FA Cup run, it can actually help you in the mm, league as well. Mm, yeah. um, mm. And, you know, the confidence they would have got from beating Arsenal and from beating Leicester, Premier yeah. League sides, yeah. um, and then running Liverpool really, really close. Mm, um, mm. You know, I've uh, taken away all of my opinions on that football club uh, that I've not known them to be in such good form at the right time of the season for... Since Cluffy. Since Cluffy, yeah, it really must be. Because I I just cannot remember a time when when Forest have been at this stage of the season, April, April and May, because that's when they usually um, drop. Um, But this year, I think with Steve Cooper in charge, I think they they do seem a different beast, um, unfortunately. Um, Anyway, um, so Huddersfield against Luton is on Monday night, Bernie, and um, you will be there, but you're not commentating for us, are you? Correct, Ian. I'm there purely uh, as a, a fee-paying fee fan. <laughs> a ticket-paying <laughs> fan. Um, but we will, I think, have coverage of Huddersfield Luton on Monday night, yeah. um, which we will talk about in next week's podcast, uh, which will be an Easter special. Um, so we'll just move into League Two and see... Um, see how Bradford are getting on uh, and Harrogate. I think both genuinely are the right next to each other in 15th and 16th. Mm. Um, no danger of going down. Uh, they are 13 points clear of Stevenage, who are second bottom at the moment. Um, they, yeah, I mean, like they've got the 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 wind <laughs> things on, and they've got their they've got their swimming shorts and. And they're flippers, and they're already on holiday, I think, those two. Well, yeah, I, I noticed a quote from Simon Weaver, the, uh, the Harrogate Town manager during the week, uh, saying that uh, uh, he was very pleased that there were 13 points clear of the relegation zone, which I think says all that needs to be said about, said about their recent form. I think it's one yes. win in the last eight or something, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and on Saturday, I think they're away to Salford, uh, who are sort of, few points uh, or a few places above them in the table, but 15 yeah. points above them in the table, which uh, yes. are more to the point. Um, and I suppose they're are in with a chance of making the playoffs. So it's an important one for them. And Bradford go to Northampton, who are uh, fourth. So they're top of the uh, the playoff group. So those are two tough fixtures for them. And um, I mean, the way I suppose Bradford had a couple of good away wins, didn't they? Uh, uh, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um but you'd see them struggle to get much at, South, at uh, Northampton. Uh, and Harrogate on present form, uh, I'm afraid I can't see them getting... Uh, they'll do about as well as Leeds Rhinos did at Salford, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But Salford, yeah, they're, they're in 10th, but they're only two points off the playoffs. Mm, um, yeah. Tranmere in that last playoff place in 7th. And yeah, Northampton, if they win, will go level on points with Port Vale, who are third and in the last automatic place so um again league two is 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 so tight i mean if you go from fourth northampton on 66 11th sutton united are on 61 i mean that just shows you how tight that top Mm. eight really are but yeah um bradford and harrogate can um can look forward to next season and hopefully both of them can can do something a bit special next year. Bradford with Mark Hughes as manager, I think mm. I think they might be dark horses next season. Well, mm. we, we've said this many seasons about Bradford, haven't we? Yeah. And 
um, you, you would hope that they'll spend the rest of this season really building seriously for next season. Mark Hughes deciding what he wants to bring in and hopefully getting the backing to do that and uh, really sorting out a style of play. It, it did look promising for City. Uh, shortly after Mark Hughes came in, they, they had those two really good away wins, one at Forest Green, I can't remember where the other one was. And then uh, after that, they picked up one point from three games. So it's it's back to bad old ways, really. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree. I, I do think Mark Hughes, uh, well, if he can't sort them out, I don't know who can. So, uh, <laughs> but they really do need to. There's no chance, of, as, you, as you rightly say, uh, of promotion or relegation. So for goodness sake, get working on next season and let's see City do something special. Absolutely. So we'll leave football there. We have uh, we've gone on a wee bit with the football. Um I did promise you a bit of a Leeds Rhinos um, report. Um, so I was at Headingley last week against St. Helens. Um, my first time at Headingley in about three years, way before pandemic was the last time I was there. Um, it's an amazing ground and it's an amazing mm. place to sit and commentate mm. at, at, yeah. at the middle of the South Stand top tier. Um, but the action on the pitch... Um, just at the moment um, is lacking somewhat. Um, Leeds are 11th, only Toulouse are below them, and Toulouse actually went and beat St. Helens the week before uh, the Rhinos played them. So um, it's a very, very tough season. And I think the appointment of the next coach is, I mean, I know it's a cliche and I know it's obvious, but it, they have to get it bang on. They have to get it spot on. They cannot experiment. They cannot go for left field. They really do need to go and get the best man available for the job. Because at the moment, the thought of Leeds Rhinos um, getting relegated is actually, um, it's it's there. Because at the moment, that's where they are. They are in a relegation fight. St. Helens won 26-0. Um, Leeds were nilled by Saints at home. Um, it was only 8 0 at half time. Um, and I think the Rhinos went in the half time break thinking that was probably some kind of moral victory that it was only 8 0. St. Helens never got out of first gear um, and scored 26 points. Um, it was awful. The one thing, there was 14,000 there and the support mm. never wavered. It, they were fully behind the team for the whole 80 minutes. Um, there wasn't any booing or barracking. It was a proper performance uh, by the fans, um, but they just don't have the team um, that their support deserves at the moment. Um, I went, yeah, there's my two pennies on, on what I saw last week. And um, Leeds don't have a game this week. Their next game is on Thursday against uh, Huddersfield. So it's the, it's the West Yorkshire derby on Thursday and Huddersfield are third. Um, they've won five out of seven. So, you know, at the moment, you can only see one one result. Well, if, well, if I can just... Uh, I've just picked up on something you said there, Ian, about the support at Headingley. Yeah. Because I was there the week before for the cup tie against Castleford. And I've got to say, it was rather a different story that day. 
Yeah. Because I think, oh, all right, um, Rhinos were playing against the, the best side in Super League. We've seen that over uh, several years. And uh, I think they are, uh, St. Helens are the side to, to beat without a doubt this year. Yeah. Whereas against Castleford, I think everybody was expecting a, a battle between two sides on poor runs. Both sides only had one win at that point in time and, uh, and Leeds still do. Uh, so the, the Leeds fans were expecting, uh, if not a win, at least a good performance. And the first half performance was absolutely dreadful. The second half was a bit better, but not much. And they were actually booed off at half time. So I'm, I'm, quite, I'm pleased to hear that they got the support against St. Helens because uh, if the crowd had, uh, had turned off, then they would have been in even bigger trouble than they are now. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. They've got to get the coach situation sorted out. I read somewhere that Gary Hetherington's in Australia at the moment trying to source a, a coach. So uh, we'll see what he comes up with. But uh, yes, Leeds are in big trouble at the moment. And uh, again, you, you say the, the, the team isn't there, Ian. On paper, it looks uh, it, it should be a good side. They brought in this um, half-back partnership and uh, a lot was expected of them. And uh, the, the rest of the side, they're, they're all proven players. They really should be doing a lot better. There's something seriously wrong there, and it needs yeah. putting right and putting right quickly. That halfback partnership aren't playing halfback. They're they're playing square pegs in round mm-hmm. holes at the moment, and I know they've got injuries. I mean, but every team has injuries. Um, so yeah, on paper, the 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 players are there. Um, it, but like you just said there, and like what I said before, they really do need to get this management coaching appointment absolutely bang on this time. Yeah, yeah I, I've uh, I just throw in a brief two penneth. I've seen them twice this season, both on television. The first match of the season against Warrington, uh, when I thought they played very well actually, and, and I repeat my my view that um, that that the referee cost them the match. Um, mm. uh, I thought they deserved to win, even even though they were uh, short of, of players. They're down to 11 at one point, I think, that uh, they're 12 for most of the game. Uh, and I thought they should have won that, and I thought they played very well. And uh, uh, having sort of followed the build-up to the season, I thought, well, yeah, fair enough, uh, put that one behind them. It's just one of those things. They should be all right from now now on. Um, and then I've just found myself scratching my head when I've when I've uh, seen subsequent uh, results and thinking what on earth's going on. Yeah. So I, I, I watched the, the the Cattleford Cup tie the other week, and uh, quite frankly, I turned over after half an hour uh, yeah. because they were so abject. The game was already over by then, and I thought it was just pointless watching it. And I thought, well, what what on earth's happened? I mean, is this the same club that was playing against Warrington a few weeks ago? Yeah. So I'm totally baffled as to what's going on, and um, I can only echo what you say that they've got to get the the, the coaching sorted out because. There are certainly players, I mean, they may not be uh, the best side in the league, obviously, St. Helens are that, but mm. there are certainly players there that should not be languishing at the bottom of the table. No, no, they shouldn't. No. Um, but we'll leave the Rhinos there. They're not playing this weekend, which might be a good thing. Um, the next game, as we said, was uh, next Thursday um, against Huddersfield at Headingley. Um so we'll move on to cricket and um, the county championship has started today um, in Division 1 and Division 2. And um, my boys are down on the south coast playing Sussex and uh, it looks like Sussex had the better of that first day. Um, but Yorkshire, um, as we come closer to home, Yorkshire don't play this week. They play next week and they're playing Gloucestershire 
Gloucestershire are 164 for eight away at Northamptonshire at the moment. Um, so you could say that Northants are, uh, uh, are winning that one. Um, guys, you're both Yorkshire cricket fans. Um, thoughts on the season on the playing side? And yeah, let's just concentrate on the playing side. We'll, we'll cover the other side, I think, another time. But let's concentrate on the playing side. What kind of season do you two expect for, for Yorkshire? Um, we'll start with Tony. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't know. Um, I, I usually have a view before the season as to how well they should do, but but I'm I'm struggling because I think so much of it's going to be determined how by how the players react to what's gone on during the winter and mm. react to working with the new coaching setup, which of course has only been there for um, what a couple of months or something like that. Yeah, uh, and 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 how how they come through that. Um, again, they're going to be short of players. I think, is it Milan and, and certainly Johnny Best who are, are playing in the IPL, so they're not going to be playing early on. Joe Root, I suspect, will be told he's got to rest for a while. Gary Balance will, will, will be resting a bit because of he's, he's got some mental issues. Uh, and, and who knows, he may even end up with a suspension. We don't know what the, uh, what, what the ECB is going to come out, up with yeah. uh, out of their, their investigation. Um, so uh, again, they're, they're going to be relying on on a, on a batting lineup that, that's shorn of uh, a lot of the top players, um, and a batting lineup that was shown to be very fragile last season. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's ju- it's just how how it works between the years for them to, to a yeah. large extent. I really do. Uh, their first two matches are, are, are both away, as you say, Gloucestershire. The first one, I can't just remember who the second one's against now, but. Uh, um, uh, so, so they won't be playing at Headingley until late this month, back end of this month. I think they play Kent uh, at Headingley then. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it really is going to be a question of of, of how they, they they get their minds in in focus for for, for what's ahead really. Uh, yeah. And I I really don't know. I mean I I think um, Darren Goff from the sound of it is determined that they should. Uh, do better in, in in the white ball stuff, um, and uh, to that end, obviously they've they've signed the um, uh, Shadab, uh, the, the the leg spinner, and Finn Allen um, from New Zealand to, to to the T20 squad in addition to to Harris Ralph, and I think sort of between them that they're there for most of the group games, um, so that that should uh, that should certainly help them there. Um, and the other thing, of course, is coming back to the, the ECB, we don't know whether they're going to hit them with a points deduction. So, you know, they may, they may have that to overcome as well. Yeah. Um, but I, I really don't know. I, okay. I have no idea how they'll get on, I'm afraid. <laughs> totally useless answer from a pun. <laughs> no, it was fine. Um, Bernie, go on. What do you think? Yeah, very much the same thoughts as Tony, really. I think it all comes down to the coaches and how the players relate to the coaches. I uh, I do think the the previous coaching regime, regime leaving aside all the, uh, the 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 reasons that they've gone by the wayside. Yeah. I think that a lot of the members I, I suspected were getting a little bit impatient with what was going on, because since the championship victories of 14 and 15, Yorkshire have been there or thereabouts in most of the competitions, but they've never really looked like winning anything, apart from that one season when they got picked up, pipped at the post in the championship. Mm. Um, so it, 
in, in some ways, a, a change of coaching team might be a beneficial effect for Yorkshire. Otis Gibson comes with a, a very good reputation. Yeah. Um, less known about the team that's come in uh, to, to work with him. But you never know. If, if things click, fresh start, the, the, certainly Yorkshire have got some very good young players and some who are developing something of a pedigree now. I'm thinking about people like Harry Brook and Jordan Thompson, who performed really well last season. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Matthew Fisher, who's just made his debut for England, so that'll do him a world of good. So um, you, you could possibly see Yorkshire doing well if they get the breaks and if, uh, if, if they get off to a decent start. Yep. But um, how many times have we been there? We've, we've been optimistic <laughs> of Yorkshire's fortunes practically every year. And uh, every year they seem to have flattered the deceive recently. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to seeing how these young players do particularly. I think some of them will do really well. Um, and uh, whether it's championship, whether it's uh, white ball, yeah, the, the, the uh, Tony's correctly outlined some players have brought in and uh, they do look quality players but again we've had so many good white ball players brought in for particularly for the blast and um, not not them in, in individual but the team hasn't performed as well as it should have done mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's a bit of a lottery I still think with the with the blast but uh, uh, certainly in the championship uh, I'm looking to see them do well and um, I, I, I really hope they, they can pull something off this season Brilliant. Um, so you don't know either, which is good. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but um, we will be covering Yorkshire uh, this year on um, Leeds Hospital Radio with uh, 2020 and the One Days, and hopefully some of the Championship games as well um, when time allows and space allows. So, um, right, gents, that's pretty much it. Um, but in 30 seconds each. Can you give me your sporting moment of the week? And we'll go with Bernie first. Well, I'm going straight back to cricket, Ian. And okay. I'm going back exactly one week. And uh, for the benefit of listeners, we're actually recording this programme on a Thursday evening. So I'm going back exactly seven days from now. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure Tony was at the same place as me at that time. We were at the um, Extraordinary General Meeting of Yorkshire County Cricket Club and the upshot of that was that, without getting into the detail, and uh, I've probably exceeded me 30 seconds already, um, <laughs> there, there were some hurdles to overcome in terms of Yorkshire going forward. They, there were three motions put to the meeting and to the proxy vote. They were carried, uh, not unanimously, but uh, by a healthy majority. And what that did was it enabled Yorkshire to move forward. So, yes, there may be other ramifications to come. They can't do anything more about that now. Let's concentrate on the cricket and let, let, let's get going and uh, try and put the immediate past behind us. Yep, brilliant. Tony? Uh, yeah, mine relates to, to one of the big uh, events that, that's coming up, actually. Uh, well, it's being played as we speak now, uh, Augusta, Georgia, the, the Masters. The Masters, yes. Um, and uh, it relates to uh, the fact that uh, Tiger Woods, uh, is it something like 15 months after almost losing his leg, has uh, teed off uh, in this major championship. Uh, and not only that, he's, he's doing, last I saw, he was doing quite well. I think he was one under par, which was putting about a couple of shots off the lead. Um <laughs> Which I think is remarkable uh, for someone who yeah. who had such bad injuries. Um, 
to a large extent self-inflicted, you'd have to say, because yes. it seemed like he was <laughs> driving without due care and attention, should we say. <laughs> um, but but uh, to, to come back and, and uh, to be able to play and play, obviously, at a high level yeah. uh, is remarkable. Whether he'll stick the course over, over 72 holes after that, well, we don't know. But uh, just being there, I think, is quite an achievement. Absolutely. The man's a machine. Um, and I will give you mine, and I think you both pretty much would know what mine was. Um, it was on Sunday, and it was Ibrox, and it was Rangers 1, Celtic 2. Celtic went six points clear at the top of the SPL. Um, that was my sporting moment of the week, and actually probably the month um, for me. So um, it was uh, very happy times indeed in the Marsden household. So. Yeah. Thank you very much, you two. Thank you very much for all your input this evening. And um, we will say goodbye. And uh, we wish you get well soon. Get out of hospital. Um, but if you're still in, we'll be covering Huddersfield against Luton on Monday. And then Huddersfield QPR on Good Friday as well. And then um, the next Leeds game after the Watford game. The next home game, I think, as well. So um, thanks a lot, gents. Thank you. And goodbye.